Hello, Nightly Embers, and welcome to this week's episode of Ashes to Ashes, a podcast that features spooky, scary stories and history, paranormal and cryptids, as well as your true encounters. My name is Ash, and I'll be your ghoulish host. Now, before we begin, remember, if you have anything you want to share, such as a personal story or even a category idea, I'd love to hear from you. You can send all of that to ashes to ashes spooky podcast at gmail.com as well as give a follow on Facebook. And from there, you can also find the fan page group where you can interact with other nightly embers on each week's episode. I want to welcome all of you to the premiere episode of our Creepy Pasta series. And you might ask, what is a creepy pasta? This is where we turn to our good dear friend Wikipedia to help us out there. So creepy pastas are horror-related legends that have been shared around the internet. Creepypasta has since become a catch-all term for any horror content posted onto the internet. Uh, this is examples uh, mostly found on like Reddit. That's a very popular uh, website to check out. And these internet entries are often brief, user-generated gener- paranormal stories intended to scare readers. So pretty much like your modern ghost story campfire tales. For this first episode of the series, we're going to travel back all the way back to 2009. That's almost 20 years. Closer to 20 years than it is 10. That's scary. Anyway, imagine you're on a hike. And I know we just went on a hike the last episode, but stay with me. You decide to go on a hike. Through the woods, no doubt. And because nothing can go wrong there, it's filled with cute forest critters, beautiful plants, and some charming songs from Babbling Brook or Waterfall. And the sun's light peeks through the tree canopies for most of your journey, or at least at first. Things start to change and feel weird off, you know, not so normal as what you thought. What once was a clear path, because you know, they just, they happen. This is the story, right? You just have a clear path. <laughs> Things start to change. Um, you, the, your, your clear path becomes clouded with mist and fog. And that light that you just had dims. And there's just enough light for your eyes to make out shadows or what you tell yourself that it's just shadows nothing there's and you just tell yourself it's just a trick of the light right or did you just see a a tall humanoid figure 
they're pale, so maybe it's just an apparition and your mind's just playing tricks on you. But from this distance, you can't tell of any facial features except one distinct thing. This figure is wearing a suit. It's got to be messing with your mind, right? You start questioning if maybe you are just seeing shadows and it's fine because you chose this path because of all the, the pretty things that you saw during the day. A short moment passes and then another. But before you can begin to think another thought, the figure reveals its arms to be tentacles, whipping and curling around. Or at least that's what you can remember before you vanish. Created by Eric Knudsen, The Slender Man was his creation of a horror story influenced by works of H.P. Lovecraft. And although nothing more than a tale, a story to spook other readers, it wasn't long before, though, that this mythos predetermined its own lore and legends from readers that the character and the character became a huge part of pop, pop culture. You and I know, based on a definition of a creepypasta, that this is just a spooky scary to tell around a campfire to feed your friends nightmare fuel. But what if I were to tell you that it's not just a story to tell in the dark. Remember the mention of legends just a moment ago? There have been reports of individuals who have claimed to see Slenderman and do unspeakable things. They get trapped in their head and it just kind of goes dark. And that's the case for the second half of this episode's story. I'd like to go over a PSA announcement. If you are experiencing any mental health concerns, please do not hesitate to reach out to your local resources. Your mental health is just as important as physical health. And here at Ashes to Ashes, we don't want to have anybody suffering in that sort of uh, area of, of health. So please... Please, please, if you're having any ill thoughts or you might think somebody is having ill thoughts in that nature, please reach out to your, your local resources. Coming back to Wikipedia, we're going to use their article to help with this story. So on May 31st, 2014, two 12-year-old girls in Wisconsin held down and stabbed a 12-year-old classmate 
19 times. When questioned later by authorities, they reportedly claimed they, they had wished to commit a murder as a first step to becoming uh, proxies for the Slenderman. Having read about it online, they also stated that they were afraid that Slenderman would kill their families if they did not commit the murder. After the proprietors left the scene, the victim crawled out of the woods to roadway. Passing a cyclist alerted authorities and the victim survived the attack. Both attackers have been diagnosed with mental illness, but have also been charged as adults and are each facing up to 65 years in prison. Uh, one of the girls reportedly said Slenderman watches her, can read minds, and could teleport. Experts testified in court that she also said that she conversed with Lord Voldemort and one of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. On August 1st, 2014, she found incompetent to stand trial and her prosecution was suspended until her condition improved. On November 12th, 2014, a doctor judged that her condition had improved enough for her to stand trial. And on December 19th, 2014, the judge ruled that both girls were competent to stand on trial. In August of 2015, the presiding judge ruled that the girls would be trialed as adults and they were tried separately. On August 21st, 2017, one of the girls, now 15, pleaded guilty to being a party to attempt a, a second-degree homicide, but claimed she was not responsible for her actions on the grounds of insanity. Although prosecutors alleged that she knew what she was doing was wrong, the jury determined that she was mentally ill during the attack. She will spend at least three years in a mental hospital and on December 21st, the, um, the county judge sentenced the then 16-year-old to be hospitalized for 25 years from the date of crime, which would kept her at an institutionalized um, institution until the age of 37. In a set statement... To the media on June 4th, 2014, Knudsen said he's the um, the writer of Sunderman. He, he states that I am deeply saddened by the tragedy in Wisconsin and my heart goes out to the families who those affected by this terrible act. He stated that he will not be giving interviews on the matter. Uh, moving forward ahead to September 25th, 2017, it was then reported that uh, Morgan, one of the girls, then 15, had agreed to plead guilty to attempting to first-degree homicide in an, ar an arrangement that would allow her to avoid jail time 
in terms of the agreement, uh, Morgan would remain at the mental hospital where she had been staying for the past two years for at least further th for at least a, a further three years. On February 1st, 2018, the Associated Press reported that she had been sentenced to 40 years in the Wisconsin Mental Hospital at the maximum sentence allowed. So I know that was kind of a bit of an article to process. Basically, this these three girls, Anissa, Morgan, and Peyton had a sleepover. And then the next morning, after the sleepover, the three of them took a walk through the woods outside of a park. And this is where Anissa and Morgan attempted to commit the horrible things to Peyton. They left her for dead. Peyton was fortunate enough to have enough movement to get to a trail where she saw the, the bicyclist that helped her. During the trials and the questioning and all of that legal stuff, that's when Anissa admitted that, you know, she could hear Slenderman tell her to do these things or he's going to come after her and her family. You know, if you didn't do these things, bad stuff was going to happen. And it wasn't just like, oh, hey, let's invite this other friend over and we're going to do this thing. After further research, I learned that Anissa and Morgan had been planning this for close to six months. That's wild. And then also, during the investigation, they found journals and scribble notes from, I believe it was Anissa, about how this was going to happen. So it's pretty scary stuff. And I cannot stress enough, if you think that you are having mental enormity, is that a word? The point is, if you think you need help mentally, whether it's just seeking out a therapist or you think you need it might be on medication of some sort, if you need help from 0.1 to 1,000%, go find your resources. They're out there. And if you have a friend that you think needs help, you might have to be their voice. So please, find the help that you may need because the resources are out there. With that said, I plan to do more episodes in this series. If you have a fan favorite creepypasta, I want to know about it. You can certainly let me know and I will put it on the list. Maybe you've written your own. Again, I want to hear about all the spooky scary things. Thank you, Nightly Embers, for listening to this week's Spooky Scary Podcast. We'll see you next week. But until then, remember, you can connect on Facebook, on Instagram. Send over your spooky, scary stories or encounters to ashes to ashes, spooky Podcast at gmail.com.
Remember too, if you have Apple Podcast, feel free and please, I should say, send us a a five star review, and we'll get you a shout out. The more reviews and recognition, the more we can share all the spookiness. Again, this is your host Ash, and I'll see you next week. <laughs>